Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from around the world. I'm Morongi. And this is your girl Fatu. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited for today's episode um, because this week we uploaded our first episode where we talked about living in Japan amidst the Rona. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we receive a lot of um, feedbacks and suggestions. We'd like to thank all of you who listened. And if you haven't listened yet, go ahead and catch up, okay? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm. Really excited. The feedback was so good. Yeah. And uh, what was even better is the fact that we are getting 930 US dollars. Yay! Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. From Japanese yes, government. Too. From Japanese government. <laughs> yes. Oh, not just us two, but uh, every citizen in Japan yes. is going to get mm-hmm. living support. Of yep. about a hundred thousand yen. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's really exciting, especially now that so many people have, you know, can go to work or their income is reduced or yep, yep. just stuff living in an expensive country. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I feel um since the since we declared the state of emergency. And it will be until May 6th. A lot of things um, have been on hold. For example, a lot of students living in Japan, a lot of foreigners, they have their part-time jobs. And those part-time jobs jobs have been on hold right now. So this $930, it's like a a small support that can help within these hard times for us with, with um, with the extra things that we need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, for those that are working from home, you know, usually when you, when you work from home, you cannot get the allowance that you need that you used to have, like the transportation and the extras. So, um, this nine nine hundred thirty dollars can be um, can be an addition to that, I guess. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> And for everyone listening to us from you know our home countries. Don't call us asking for loans. All this money is going to be used to pay bills. <laughs> bills exactly. We have bills to pay. Like, seriously. Right. Yeah. Utilities. Like, three quarters. As soon as I get it, uh, I'll remain with, like, about mm, 10,000 yen. That's about $100. I've been using my credit card for a lot these days, so... I might just be paying my credit card with that. But right. like, it's a good thing coming from the government, a good initiative, I guess, um, mm. which we very much welcomed for all those that have lost their part-time job as students and people living here in Japan. So, yeah. It's, it's really awesome because originally they had said they would give about 300,000 yen to mm-hmm. only those homes that had lost a certain percentage of yes. their income but mm-hmm. um after they declared a state of emergency across the country the whole they country, revised yeah. it and decided every uh adult is eligible mm-hmm. resident you have a my number uh my number number yeah eligible to receive this support from the government and we're really grateful I hope it comes sooner than later. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It is good news. I think it will be coming next month in May. So yeah, mm-hmm. my only concern is like, how will this affect the country financially um, and with the economic situation? Like, will it further put in the country in debt? You know, that's something that I'm just thinking about. But it's something good mm-hmm. for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, to be honest, I'm really not thinking about the government. <laughs> we just want the money. We just want the money. <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to pay. I'm willing to play my part in revival of the economy when, you know, <laughs> when the time comes. Okay. But as for now, I'm really thinking of, yo, we need to survive. Eh? <laughs> true, true. <laughs> we need to survive and yeah. Um, I also recently found out there's a huge difference between like state of emergency and lockdown in Japan. No, across the across the world. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, the definition is different. Um, state of emergency. It depends on the rules of the country, like what the what the laws are, what will be closed and open, and who will be who can go out, who needs permit and stuff. Yeah, but in Japan right now, um, it's a state of emergency. There is no lockdown. People are yeah. still moving. Um, people are still going up, going about with their businesses. So yeah, mm -hmm. just that a lot of just that movement is reduced. Yeah, it is, and uh, of course, with the whole, you know, for example, supermarkets right now, people need to eat. Uh, supermarkets have decided to like, like you need to check on the on an app or their homepage to try and see when to go to the supermarket so that they prevent crowding. Really? But, um, yeah, it's wow. one of the suggestions, like especially the big supermarkets. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. in my area where I'm staying, I have not seen anything like that. They're yeah. still just crowded. Same, same. I also live in a small area, area, so I can go shopping anytime I want. But the thing is that all other shops are closed, like clothing and mm. um, anything that's not related to food is currently closed. And but like people are not panic buying. People, there's still a lot of food. There's still a lot of necessities that we need every day out there so that's a good thing and and also um this week there's news that we have a decrease in cases which is such a good news um yep that's a relief yeah 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 very 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 much happy about that so hopefully in the coming weeks it will be it will be much better um some places for example in tokyo like mm -hmm. edogawa and chioda ward they've yeah. decided to come up with like walking like you walk in and have your and have yourself tested. Really? So instead, yeah. Instead of just like waiting, like maybe at a queue or something in the hospital, they've mm -hmm. set up tents outside the hospitals. So mm -hmm. before you go for the test, they they need like you know a follow up from your doctor, like permission from your doctor to say, uh -huh. okay, this person probably needs a test. And it's yeah. very quick. You just come in take the test i think within an hour you get your results and you know the next procedure happens i think so, that's, that's a really good progress um coming from japan um because in recent news we have seen that they were they were um people that um died that um that we had never tested uh, yeah. it was after they died that we that we knew that they had the virus so yeah it's mm. a good um it's a good initiative that people are more people are being tested and in a faster way so yeah very much welcome and we also need to thank god for the beautiful weather right now yeah it's spring spring finally we're african for me i love i love the warm weather I, i'm, I'm not course. a fan <laughs> so I, I i'm happy <laughs> i am happy it gives you hope it gives me life that's it's true true but still, spring is still cold, you know. Mm. Like the sun is out, but it's still cold. But then again, it's not as cold as winter, so winter. much better, much better. It's yeah, definitely much better. And the only problem is that you really can't go out and enjoy the weather. Yeah. yeah. So, so talking about the weather, um, have you heard about with regards to weather changes and possibility for natural disasters during that this time? Well, because I, I, was, I was on Facebook and I saw in my feed that um, there was warning for earthquake and tsunami. Yes, in uh, northern uh, northern parts of Japan. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think any country out there can handle a natural disaster amidst, amidst what we are going through right now. The virus. Mm. We um, really can't handle. <laughs> coming. Coming from Japan, we already know that Japan is a country that is prone to earthquakes and tsunamis. Yes. And um, Japan already have set a lot of measures and plans. We have mm. used, usually have these um, um, these exercises where we prepare for earthquakes and such. And coming to Japan, yeah, 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 I have experienced those. I have. And also, yeah, the first the first time I came to Japan, I also the first time, and I think the first time you came to Japan during orientation, they talk about earthquake. How do you protect yourself? They talk about what to them, do? But I know we never really had an exercise 
when I came, we actually had an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> you had an earthquake. But what really makes us here is when the earthquake in uh, Kumamoto happened. Mm -hmm. But there was also another earthquake that affected Totori Prefecture. Okay. So I had like an, a hands-on <laughs> hands-on experience experience yeah. Yeah. For, for, for for us for us um coming the first week of japan with orientation they talk they talk about how to uh, prepare for the earthquake your emergency bag and kit what to put there and you so, have one yes i do have one i have one with food and oh, my passport so cool. <laughs> I, you know after the 2018 earthquake the one that mm -hmm. really shook me to my core Mm -hmm. I told myself I'm going to prepare, I'm going to pack, I'm going to find a torch, I'm going to find all these things. I swore. Did <laughs> you? Did you? you protect me from this thing? I promise I will get an emergency bag. It's been two years. <laughs> and not, not one. Okay. You have not to do it. have to. But, but the main point is that, for example, like Japan have prepared its citizens for earthquakes and tsunamis. But with mm. Corona, um, with the Rona, I mean, we we don't we are not prepared enough for that. Like you mentioned, no no country is prepared enough for this. Um, coupled with natural disasters coming, um, it's gonna be hard because first of all, the Rona spreads easily, and in Japan, how we um, how we cope with natural disasters is like you have to go to the school grounds or the fields for evacuation. And when yeah. people are cramped, that's a that's a recipe for disaster. They the the the, the Rona will be spreading much for much further um, in th that kind of situation. So yeah, like it's not it's not gonna be good for us um, with mm -hmm. earthquakes and tsunamis. Um, Actually, in, in 2016, when the Kumamoto earthquake happened, mm -hmm. uh, there were like increased cases in influenza and something called the norovirus i, I didn't even Ooh. know like the number of viruses in this world are just beyond me too much so <laughs> these two viruses the number of people who got them from the evacuation centers like the numbers really rose so fast so if god forbid uh, an, a natural disaster happens you're dealing with the disaster you're dealing with the corona mm -hmm. corona and then you're dealing with all these other other viruses. Yo, I don't think it, it's it's yeah. scary. We we just really really hope this doesn't happen. Yeah, I think the the officials they still need time to plan for that. Um, the Rona coupled with already the the natural disaster we used to. So, yeah. Meanwhile, in East Africa, there was the wave of uh, locusts. Really? Yes, but uh, right now people have been saying that there might be a second locust Ooh. invasion nah. right now the food there's even there's not enough food uh for people to eat so if the locusts yeah. come and finish up the one that's in the in the gardens uh, mm -hmm. that's really recipe for disaster oh okay okay Dang. yeah so there's something else at this time i <laughs> yeah, it, it it will be an an additional headache for all of us, I guess. So um, yeah, yeah. but but the thing is that I, I believe the main solution is um from currently what we learned about natural disaster and how to prevent mm. it, we just adapt to the Rona um and basically putting back in a, in at the back of our mind that it spreads mm. easily and we have to reduce contact as much as possible. So yeah. Actually, in Nagano, on 13th April, there was an earthquake and people were asked to evacuate, but uh, people didn't. They refused. No, they they refused. were more freaked out uh, about the Rona than, you know, the aftermath of the earthquake. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. people tried to, the power responsible for evacuation tried to demarcate places where people could, you know, uh, stay with the required social distancing, but all the evacuation centers were empty. So uh, yeah, it's tricky. Wow. I hope we don't have to face something like that. I hope I, not. I hope not. I hope not. I, <laughs> I hope personally we wouldn't go to the evacuation like center. 
yeah, I hope when it happens, it will be a small scale that we can control and that we can handle. I don't want it to happen. <laughs> we hope nothing happens. Yeah, hopefully. By the way, what what have you been doing though? How how do you spend your quarantine or lockdown? <laughs> when it all started, I thought to myself, okay, so I'll have some good some time to myself. I'll probably read some books, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. Let me tell you, I am busier than ever. I am oh. so busy. I am so caught up with like schoolwork. Like it's like you know nothing really really changed apart from the fact that i'm not going to school physically but nothing has changed i feel much busier yeah i mean right now at this point all we have is the internet so i've been doing a lot of research online um also we have meetings lab meetings online um also spending a lot of time talking to people you know i think people are so bored yeah people are so bored like Really? Every minute they 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 are people's in my DMs and I'm like okay let's chat of course let's chat I think people are so they're so so bored I I saw back home are too busy too busy <laughs> yes they are too busy even my own family doesn't text me as much as they used to <laughs> <laughs> oh wow in this times wow yes like for example with my sister we text every day mm-hmm. but uh. We text every day like countless times, but now it's like you know maybe in the evening, maybe you know something like that. It's like I have something to do. I have something to do. I'm like, what? <laughs> For me, it's the total opposite. I think people are so free. It's crazy. Like I saw, I saw a meme that says, "Oh, um, in this Corona times, don't fall in love because everyone is bored. Anyone who's thinking, <laughs> listen, he's just bored." So. Be careful of that. So right now I'm I'm just doing my own thing, and when I have time, I chat with people. So yeah. What's been the hardest thing for you to like adopt to? Um, for me, like I prefer working at school than at home. So that's mm, like my adapting to this particular environment right now in my room. Um, which is kind of compact is the hardest part is the hardest part like I don't get the, the main motivation that I want and the, the interaction with other people that I want mm-hmm. so that's a that's a that's something that's hard on me so yeah well for me it's not really the motivation but I feel more like um, there's, there's an air about being in the lab <laughs> <laughs> there's something that you know yes inspires me much more <clears throat> but i guess now i have to find that air in my room true true same same here same here so though the the lab meetings seem longer like now they really, really <laughs> seem longer i think because everyone has nowhere to go <laughs> but we're online just talking true yeah like the last one we had was oh it lasted like two hours oh man yet it ordinarily lasts one and a half hours i was i was exhausted by the end yet i wasn't even speaking i was just listening that's something else any new things you've incorporated (laughs) into your into your routine any new what any new things you have incorporated into your routine now that you're teleschooling um well, I have a small garden in the school right now, so I usually go to the garden, walk around the garden, you know, water the plants, do some gardening. I, up, I want to be like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do. I'm spending some time like doing doing new things. Yeah, and and it's fun. It's fun. Gardening is fun. I I do exercise a little bit with that. So yeah, that's something new that I've started doing. <laughs> in your garden. Yep. Oh, currently, what I'm, what I have in my garden? Yes. Oh, I'm growing some tomatoes, okra. Okay. Yes. Tomatoes and okra, yes. Tomatoes and okra. Yeah. <laughs> mm? uh, uh, when this is over, I'll visit 
to get some okra. <laughs> I'll send you some. <laughs> and also these days, because um, as a Muslim, Ramadan has started. Oh yeah, it has. So, yeah, yeah, it started two days ago. So fasting with the Rona, it's something else. Because um, with just the Rona, the Rona, the way I protect myself is that I drink a lot when I go out. And I make sure that my throat is usually um, not dry. But yeah. with Ramadan, not eating and drinking, your throat is usually very dry. So mm. it's kind of hard to adapt. So every time I usually wear a mask, even in my room, I try to wear a mask just to oh. make sure um, my my breath, it's, um, the my throat is kind of like moist. Uh, moist. Mm. So that's that's how I deal with it now that's how i'm seeing that's what i'm trying right now but yeah that's that's a hard part um mm. also, um with regards to ramadan we usually have iftar which is um breaking a fast where we yeah. um eat with people yeah so that 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 is stopped from now on so that's something else that i'll miss um yeah i don't know in your country but uh, Indonesia and Pakistan have decided to open mosques and uh, I don't know how this is going to work out for them uh, how is it in the Gambia the Gambia currently mosques are still closed mm. yeah but I've heard news about those countries opening up the mosques and I'm not sure if it's a good idea right now, although like during Ramadan, we need closeness and we need um that kind of um community feeling. Yeah, yeah, community feeling. But like it's better to be safe than sorry. And even even in the mm. most social distancing, people um separating, mm. being far from each other to pray, they still mm. some sort of um some form of unsafetyness that I feel. And um yeah, I think we should wait for a while until cases are a little bit, um, cases have... Um, oh, I, I really won't comment much about this, but uh, <laughs> this country... Oh, that's how I, feel. I feel like we need time. <laughs> we all need time. <laughs> I think God, God protects those who protect themselves. <laughs> Most so, definitely. I agree. Going out to the mosque, to pray for God to protect you. I think first of all, you need to protect yourself by staying away. And, you know, praying from where you are. I believe God is everywhere. Definitely. I agree. Um, in Japan already, there's, um, they already, uh, the, the Muslim community, Islamic community, mm. they already mentioned that mosque will mm. be closed. There won't be any Friday prayers and such. So they already made their stance on that. And for me, I've always been praying on my own, so I'm okay, I'm oh, good okay. with that. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess this is really tough for the Muslim community, really. It is. Ramadan is is, is a time that we in we all um get together and mm. yeah. Mm. I see. Well, coming back to Japan, <laughs> we've been hit with another cruise ship. This time, docked in Nagasaki port. Yes, I heard of the news. Oh my god, like we can never get a break. Like we had good news this week about cases with this um uh, uh we have a decrease in cases this week, which is was which was good news and now we have this new wave uh of cases. So yeah. You know what this has shown me? Mm -hmm. It has shown me that there's a whole world of cruise ship out there that uh I personally didn't know about and now I'm excited. Like when this is all over, maybe two, three years from now, I think I'll take a I'll I'll take you a cruise take one of these ships. <laughs> I thought of that too. I did. <laughs> it feels like like there's the amount of cruise ships out there is mm -hmm. just mind blowing. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, but how do people know about all these things, you know? How, how, how is everything organized? Where do they go to? Because some are as long as a year, others are six months, others are two months, you know? I'm like, wow, you know? So when this is all over, I, I'll, I'll save up and take a, 
and, and you know, get I a like this trip. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a beautiful experience. It is, it is, it is. Um, it will be a, a good adventure, I guess. And I think by then, all the ships will have put into, you know, consideration the possible outbreak of something like the Rona. So true, true. it will be much safer. Yeah, yeah, much safer. But with the new wave, I think um, Jap- the Japanese officials have learned a lot from the first cruise uh-huh. ship. So yeah. I'm yeah. sure the way they will handle this one, it will be much better. And um, they will... Actually, they will, they've, uh, they've asked yeah. that uh, the countries come for their people. <laughs> you see, they, they have learned. They have they have learned a lot. So, um, mm. so I guess it will be much better. Um, it won't be... Yep. It wouldn't be as bad as the first cruise, cruise ship that docked in, in Japan. So. That is very true. Yeah. Because people, the, lo- the local authorities in Nagasaki are already complaining about um, their health facilities being overwhelmed by just the local infections. Mm. They, they cannot take up another 100 and what, 40 something cases. Cases, okay, true. Mm. So, yeah. They're like, nope, every country should come for their own people. I definitely agree with that. I agree. <laughs> that, this also reminds me, in Uganda, right now the cases are 76. Mm-hmm. But of those 76, uh, about uh, 15 are mm-hmm. truck drivers. Hi. So you mean like drivers are from, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like cargo. So okay, okay. the truck drivers you know drive these trucks from um like kenya through uganda to rwanda some of them are from tanzania something like that so the government has decided that that the the 11 the 11 cases they'll be transported back to their countries okay yeah so there was a there was a meme going around that the rest of the world is suffering with covid 19 while uganda is suffering with truck drivers <laughs> that is funny that is funny I mean, you you have to protect your country first you have to protect your country but you know what what i'm what i'm um, very um happy about is how mm-hmm. Africa is handling the cases, the, the amount of people that are recovering very fast. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that I'm quite proud of, like coming mm-hmm. from Africa, especially from, from the Gambia, like we have 10 cases that we reported and mm-hmm. already eight of them are or have already recovered. That's so we have only one active one now. And also yes. moving, to, mm-hmm. moving to Senegal, like the neighboring country, they, mm-hmm. they have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of cases, but also a lot of recoveries and fast recoveries so mm. i'm really proud of that as africans yeah and in, in addition to that many african countries have tried to improvise you know i think the mm-hmm. last time we talked about uh, the sanitizers yeah yeah uh, countries like nigeria and kenya have made ventilators in uganda we have uh, an electric car manufacturing factory Mm-hmm. Kira Kira EV. They've also okay. started making ventilators. Wow. Of course, we've seen the masks, the cloth masks. But apart from this, there's also the flip side of all mm-hmm. these things like fake medication. I don't know, like <laughs> fake prophecies, uh, <laughs> fake medicine. People coming up with all these mm-hmm. fake products and well, as, as Africans, um. There are a lot of super, superstitious super people in Africa, mm. and we we sometimes believe in other kinds of power, and that <laughs> yeah yeah that that makes us um do and believe other things. So yeah, all these fake medicines like you should drink garlic and this and this, maybe yeah, there's yeah. some truth in it, <laughs> maybe there's some truth in it, but yeah, they are they are more more fake um than actual things that can help so i mean mm. as africans that is something that is in with us that is our culture we mm-hmm. yeah we, we believe in other kinds of powers that can yeah and that's it that's okay <laughs> in the case of uganda there was actually a bio is it bioscientist something mm-hmm. like that a bio something researcher who said mm-hmm. he had come up with a cure so <laughs> they they arrested him 
they arrested him. So I was reading an article that said, you know, it's wrong to arrest a researcher. What they should have done was to approach him, see mm-hmm. what he has. True, if, true. If, uh, if, if, if they can, you know, add to it, subtract, mm-hmm. multiply it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they should have worked with him other than arresting him. I agree. And that article really made sense to me. I was like, yeah, that, that would have been a better yeah. approach, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like this, like yeah, this also yeah. goes back to the fact that as Africans, we still do not appreciate our own. Mm. A few weeks back, if I remember correctly, still in Uganda, I think there was a white guy who came and he said he had a, he probably had a cure, blah, 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 blah. He <laughs> met the president and stuff like that. But when, when it was a Ugandan who said he had a cure, he was arrested. So you see that kind of um, inferiority complex, eh? I understand, I understand. We need to really look deeply into ourselves and appreciate ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I think that is something we all need to fight. Um, mm. Us Africans, through this pandemic, we can see how creative we are and how innovative we can be. And um, mm. we should basically appreciate and also um, embrace our, our talents and and that's something that 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 we need to um, improve on with our with this current situation. So yeah. You know, the other thing is that um I find there's aid and stuff, but aid always comes with uh, strings attached to it. Most I hope as Africans and uh, our leaders who go around begging and uh, <laughs> asking for aid, I hope they realize that yo we have a lot of resources. We have human resource, we have we material resource, you know. We, we may not have the capital, we may not have the technology mm-hmm. yet, but can't we work with what we have to get what we really want? I you mean, know? Africans, like, for a long time, we, we, we have been begging a lot. We have been just um, putting our hands out there to get, so most leaders are used to that. So it's something that it's kind of engraved in our leaders and it's something that we have to all fight for. As youths, that is something that we need to um, concentrate on and how, what solution we need to do, what solution we need to take and to handle such. So, yeah. Yeah, but I really, really, because now look at um, like the ministers and I don't know, all these guys who always fly out to have medication, <laughs> heart surgeries, uh, to to give birth, to, I don't know, all these things. I mean, now where are you going to fly to? Where? Mm, th- those were the perks that comes with being in a higher position in, 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 in an African government. But, but yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a factor. Mm-hmm. Uganda, Makara University School of Medicine, produces yeah. some of the best doctors on the continent. Like that is that is an undisputed fact. Amazing. You know? mm-hmm. So, but the fact that the doctors are really not appreciated, they're not given uh, what they need to work. They are not compensated well. They lose morale. I mean, they're human beings. They have families to feed and all these things. So we've seen a lot of uh, brain drain, mm-hmm. brain drain to Rwanda. We've seen a lot of brain drain to European countries, you know, to other African countries that are willing to pay them more highly. Yeah, true. Imagine all that money these ministers used to go to India, to South <laughs> Africa. Okay, well, South Africa is in Africa, but... Okay, India, uh, Europe, America for medication. What if they used it to build better hospitals? You know. I mean, it's just mismanagement of funds and lack of priority, and also lack of plans for for the for the nation. For example, recently my country has a has a similar situation. There's a problem with regards because um, they had a con- press conference talking about mm. how much money they have spent with the. <laughs> Rona response, and they mentioned that they spent over 150 million dollars. I'm not sure how much that is in US dollars, but it's a lot of money. And 
people yeah, yeah. were were protesting. They were like, "Where did the money go?" Like because we yeah. didn't get any response. Like it's not like the government is helping the 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 needy or those that mm. um those that are out of jobs right now. Those that mm. need um uh those that need special special help and such. It's mainly from the diaspora that's sending money to help those oh, really? people. So, yeah, so the government are not doing anything without money. So, but the government do it. They, we are like, oh, it was for transportation. It was for uh, sensitizing people. That's how much we yeah. send them. That is too much money. So people are very angry with the government right now because they mismanage mm. the fund that mm. we are spending for the COVID response. So it's it's kind of hot right now back home in my country <laughs> because of that. Well, I think it's happening all over the continent. You know, mm -hmm. in Uganda, people and companies donated about $9.2 million towards the fight. $9.2 million was just cash. Then there was food, there was, mm -hmm. I don't know, this and that, other material things. Yeah. So of this, like, $9.2 million, <laughs> U.S. dollars, mm -hmm. I recently read that uh, the members of parliament were to be given 20 million and i'm like what are those guys doing for what like for what like what is ah. and we have about we have about 400 members of parliament that's about that's a lot of money <laughs> i can't even calculate it offhand i mean instead of putting it instead of you know increasing the the salaries for the doctors especially mm -hmm. now in this situation, increasing the salaries and maybe compensation for like uh, exactly. the military guys, the police mm -hmm. guys, you know, mm -hmm. uh, improving maybe the markets. Now is a is a good time. People are not around. You can, you know, make, improve, like rehabilitate. Some the infrastructure, of yeah. You know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. use it to uh give better facilities in yeah. the villages in the remotest places but no 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 the members of parliament want a cut man i, I was so angered by it i was like oh, I, i'm not even going to pay it too much attention yeah but i think as of now as of now uh they have stopped it the the high court has stopped the transfer but uh, mm -hmm. we never know. It might go through eventually. You never know. You never know. For never us, know. <laughs> like the, the the government can do a lot of things without the citizens knowing. So it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's in a, Guinea, mm -hmm. in Guinea, I had this story. Like there was this guy. He was part of the electoral commission. You know, Guinea held a, an election sometime last month. Okay. And. And right after that election is when they decided to start announcing the number of cases. But before that, they were not announcing. <laughs> it was after the election. <laughs> after they held their elections, when they're like, okay, now we can start to sensitize people. Okay, now we can start to do this. So is it, is it, is it mainly like, because they didn't want people to go? They want people to go out and vote. The selfish people. That is exactly <laughs> what they wanted. So. One of the guys, I think like the head of the electoral commission, he he actually got the virus. <gasps> oh. and he died. Oh and my as god. Soon as the country found out he had died, they held a party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's a, that's another kind of salvage. <laughs> what? That's another they level. Like victory party. What? Like a full-fledged countrywide party. Just, oh, God. Okay. I mean, you know I why? wonder what cases they have right now, but this is a serious thing. The Rona is a serious thing. and <laughs> Right now, they have about 900 cases. So oh, my the God. They were celebrating the demise of this guy. Is that this, the, the last elections were really violent. Like, lots of people died, even before, like, during the campaigns. Lots of people died, but he was one of the people who was giving very useless comments, giving very mm. hurtful comments, you know? So oh, that's why people were celebrating. <laughs> that's why they were celebrating. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, you can just look. I think it's the lack of priority 
for Africans. I mean, like Rona is a serious a serious business and we should, yeah, like just because of politics or of that sort, like we shouldn't compromise people's lives. Um, and yeah, I mean, Africans, we still need to learn. There are a lot of things that we need to learn. We really do need to learn. <laughs> uh, one of the other things I think as Africans that we need to learn is hard work and resilience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japan is doing that right now. Yes, they are workaholic. Yes, oh my they God. do all these things. Uh, but that is something I truly admire about them. You know, for so me, I feel Japan is too extra. I feel Japan is too extra. That is yeah. also true. But I right. feel like if Africans had like just fifty percent of that extraness, <laughs> of, of not even just the extraness, of just the workaholic, you know, <laughs> dose, just fifty percent, we don't even need the extra. We mm. would be so so far. I believe so. Yeah. Be so far. As you were talking about the extraness, uh, I watched the news and there was this pregnant lady who is still going to work in <laughs> Japan. And uh, she's actually like really heavy, but she said that she's kind of scared of her boss. What? <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the kind of extraness. Like, I think also with the culture in Japan, people are too shy or too humble to take holidays. So, and also as we experience going to school, going to the lab, like when you see a professor in the lab, you don't go um, Mm -hmm. earlier than him. You have to wait until he leaves the lab lab before you can leave also. So this kind of culture, it's, it's affecting all of us. And it's, that's why that's, I think that's what happened to the pregnant lady feeling, what? I mean, it's kind of hard to say. It's kind of hard to say. Yeah, and there was another one in Osaka in one of the hospitals. <laughs> this is even just sad. So one nurse got infected mm-hmm. and she was asked to stay at home, you know, to get medication mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But it happens that another nurse in the hospital also got infected. So, you know, because of this whole, as you've already explained, so they yeah. called back the first, they asked the second nurse to continue working despite being and then, and then they also asked the first nurse who was resting to come back and continue working i was like oh my oh. god this <sighs> that's why i'm t- telling you japan is extra you see that that is that is extra that is that's some some sort, sort of extraness that we don't need you know i mean it was just a I, I was like, yeah, yeah, what's happening here, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but that's a, that's a, I think that's a problem. Um, as we have experienced, trains are still full, people are still going to work, although mm-hmm. uh, movement is reduced a lot, but people mm-hmm. are still going out and um, with, with their business. So, I mean, the good wow. news is that we, we are seeing a decrease in, in, in cases, and I hope it continues like that. Um, hopefully, but we are still very much confused in that situ- in, in that area with regards yeah, to Japanese being workaholic. I have accepted that I'm going to stay in this state of confusion for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we, we, we <laughs> will. A while we will. <laughs> until the end of it. Until the end of it. True, true. Like the rest of the world is, you know, in some sort of lockdown, quarantine, state of mm-hmm. emergency. So explain Zoom, uh, Skype is holding the world economy, I would say, (laughs) you know, schools are holding uh, lessons on Mm -hmm. Zoom, on Skype and all these other apps. Yeah. Well, back here in Japan, it's the same thing. But surprisingly, it's quite interesting to know that for Japan being a a developed country like it is, Mm -hmm. there are people who are not able to access some of these facilities, you know? Yeah. Especially the elderly people. So if everything moves online, the mm-hmm. elderly people are really, really going to suffer. Because they can't, they are not just, like survey people. They cannot really do this thing. I, I, There's a lady who was telling me that uh, 
she has clients, you know, mm-hmm. she has clients that uh, come to her for English classes. So when she suggested that uh, they move, and, and it's not just like elderly people, they are young kids, they're teenagers and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When she mm-hmm. suggested that they move to online classes, yeah, they were like, ah, ah, you see, we are no, we're not comfortable with this, we're not comfortable with that. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, you just need to open a Skype account and connect and we'll have classes. Many of them, like, they actually didn't sign up. Because of that. Yeah, because like, you know, they just <laughs> they just don't want to kind of bother themselves with a whole I mean it, it is kind of surprising to me, Japan being so developed, um like mm. that we're still people out there that are not um that are not eager to use um technology, especially yeah. in this particular scenario that we're in in this pandemic where in the internet is holding mm. all of us and we need the internet um, to still continue with our daily lives. Um, yes. It's kind of surprising and yeah, but but like you mentioned, I believe it's mainly like maybe the old generation and maybe the younger ones, probably. Mm. A few years back, a few years back, the minister for ICT in Japan was an old guy, I think over 60 years of age. And, uh, <laughs> At um, one of the, I think, interviews, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was in the parliament or one of those conferences, so they asked him a few questions, and it turned out the guy had never used a computer before in his life, but he was the minister for identity. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? That's okay. embarrassing. <laughs> I think as a nation, they were really embarrassed they 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 replaced him i think a few months or maybe a year or so after that incident because the whole world was like what 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 you know i mean i mean that's kind of kind of embarrassing <laughs> for a nation like japan yeah <laughs> and i was like oh my goodness so you know sometimes we really really hustle our leaders back home but mm-hmm. some of these problems are also like in all these developed countries yes but i still especially, believe especially uh, what you what you see now with the lockdown in the u.s with the protests mm. like come uh, on you mentioned a good point the last time we um for the last episode where you talk about it's a definition of freedom um mm. for each country with regards to the lockdown mm. In America, there is freedom. There is lots of freedom. Too much, too much. For people in this pandemic to go out and protest, like risking your lives, I mean. But but I understand them in some way because mm. as Africans, um, some of us, we live from hand to mouth. But in the yes. U.S., also, that is very common. People yes, live from is. paycheck to paycheck. You understand? They so they, so they, they, they need to work to get money, they need to work to um to to um to support their lives. So that is true. Them going, going out to protest is something that maybe that uh they can get job. They can um it's a way that that they can mm. get job from that. So I understand that point. Um, yeah. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, but as the, the the New York the New York mayor mentioned um he 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 told people that his response was that if you want to mm-hmm. work you can be an essential essential worker you can go apply mm-hmm. for jobs that mm-hmm. are needed see. right now in this pandemic so he gave them a response and i think yeah with those prote- those pro- protesting um that's a that's something that they can do if you don't want to stay home and you want to live your life going out go mm-hmm. ahead yeah i watched this particular clip when uh the daily show with trevor noah where mm-hmm. I was showing all the crazy people going out and protesting. And, of course, what stood out for me was this lady who said that she was protesting because she needed a haircut. I was like, are you kidding me? You, you're you going out to breathe in some morning just because you want to get a haircut? <laughs> like, totally ridiculous uh, reasons for protesting the lockdown. But I mean, I scrolled through. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I mean, it's it's priority. Like, what what do you prioritize most in your life? Maybe a haircut is something that essential for her. That she that's that's something that she needs. So, yeah. I was scrolling <laughs> through the comments. One comment really stood out for me that I think has become a meme all over the the internet. Mm-hmm. Someone said, "One thing has uh, has there's one thing that this pandemic has taught us." That America is a third world country wearing a Gucci belt. I love so hard. So true. So true. I mean, <laughs> America like was 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 the most powerful country in the world. But right now I'm like, are you really like? You know, we are all yeah. on the lolo looking all like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, okay. I've actually not been to the state, so I really don't have a clear picture of, you know, what it's like to what stay there, like. visit, or something like that. So I don't have very many things to say about that perspective. But mm-hmm. from everything we've had, or rather mm-hmm. we hear, yeah. maybe America is just good at, uh, you know, they're good at marketing their country, you know. Country. I think that's something Africa needs to pick up on, you know. <laughs> We need to, as everyone has been saying, we need to tell our own stories, you know. We need to be proud of who we are. We yeah. need to appreciate who we are. Like, let us let us paint the continent well because every, every everywhere there are problems, you know. True. There are problems everywhere. There isn't a country that is problemless. That's true. Know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> So for America, everyone were just we're all just side eyeing and you know waiting on the sidelines to see how all this ends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm personally doing. I'm like, okay, let's see how this ends, you know. Let's see how this ends. And you know, despite the whole pandemic and all, the U.S. and China seems like they they stopped the trade wars. Now they're just bickering about where the the virus started and I'm like really guys you know for me this is how I feel I don't mm. think the wall needs immaturity at this point that and is true. that is we well, what we need is a cure for this virus so talking about who should take responsibility of what or where what start or who who has done what was or whatever like yeah it's not the time but I still believe that China needs to take responsibility that it started there and they were hiding the fact that um, it was spreading. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They should take responsibility for. And the US, they should, they should just, um, they should just, uh, I mean, for them, they thought that it wouldn't spread that far. And I having, think so too. having the most cases in the world right now. Um, yeah, they should they should just work on the, their country and how to plan better. That's it. And I think for all the superpower countries, superpower in courts, it's only America that's complaining about, uh, you know, China. All the others are like, you know what? I think let's first get over with this whole thing, then we can point exactly. fingers. They, they, blame, they blame in other people for their own problems. Come on, it's you guys. You guys have the, the word freedom where in anyone, anyone can go out and talk or protest even in this pandemic. So, like, that is very, very true. Who um, enabled there was a, these people? Mm, there was yeah. this article that uh, was uh, produced by the Lancet. Lancet, is it? I forget the name. It's a re- big research uh, center in the UK. Mm-hmm. They said that uh, China has China covered up its cases. Like they, from their calculations and predictions, they think that uh, China had like over two hundred thirty-three thousand cases. Yeah, I, and, I, I don't, I, I, I agree with that. I don't deny that because mm-hmm. um, I don't believe China um are always like honest or truthful to the rest of the mm-hmm. world. So. Mm. Maybe there is truth to that. Maybe there is, probably. And as soon as this report hit the internet, the petitions for, you know, for taking China to court increased. <laughs> yeah, I saw <laughs> that. It skyrocketed. 
I personally don't think this is useful right now. True. Yeah. Uh, and um, this whole, I mean, it's just harboring hate. Yep, yep. And taking us like 10 steps backwards. For real, for real. We yeah. don't need all this immatur- immaturity. We need um, a cure, and that is what we need. We need to solutions. Exactly, solutions. That's what we need. Yeah. We really, really need solutions. I mean, but we're in this, we're in this. Now, how do we move forward, really? True, true, true. <laughs> well, one of the things that um, the World Health Organization and some of the some countries are looking at is the hard immunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard anything people, about that. People, people that can't get the, the virus? Um, hard immunity is like those people who have already gotten the virus, but they healed by themselves. So they already had the, the antibodies but in them. Mm. In them. So... As uh, per now, the World Health Organization thinks about two to three percent of the world population already has, you know, antibodies. In the, uh, in the case of the of New York City, they did some random tests and they found out about thirteen percent mm. of the people are, you know, they already have the herd immunity. And uh, Germany is also doing the same. And um, in the case of Sweden, Sweden is one of the countries that didn't really have a restrictive lockdown. You know, yeah, everything yeah. continued as it was. Mm-hmm. According to their researchers, they said that the numbers in Sweden could be higher. In in the case of Uganda, when when the first uh, COVID case was announced, mm-hmm. I spoke to some of my friends and they said that they think, or rather they feel that, uh, you know, the virus was already in the country way, way before, like as far back as September. Probably. I have a friend who said that her and her entire family fell sick. They had this strange flu, this strange cough. She had to nebulize one of her kids. And, you know, they went to hospital, but, you know, they just told them, "Ah, it's a flu, you just, you know, take this and take that and everything will be fine. Yeah. And during the school term, I have another friend who has like a seven-year-old child, and she said mm-hmm. that that it's like every child in the school was falling sick one after the other, one after the other, and oh you God. know it was it was different from the ordinary strain of flu. Mm-hmm. But uh, at that time, everyone was like, ah, it's okay, you know, it's just a flu. Everyone will get better. So some people in Uganda suspect that it probably was already, Ugandans yeah. have uh, have already got the hardy immunity. Mm. Uh, but I don't know if we yet have the capacity to verify that to handle that I mean no, just to verify it just to verify that it has happened yeah, that yeah it has happened. I have heard a lot about that people talking about that maybe they have already had it before and they mm. they um they got cured by themselves probably yes mm. probably yes Um, mm. but I just feel like immunity is not a hundred percent sure thing just because mm-hmm. you had it before doesn't mean you're not gonna have it again because we have so many mm-hmm. cases where people had it and they got sick again so that it's not true. like a it's not like a passport that okay you are free to go out and mm-hmm. then you, you'll still be fine whatever happens so people mm-hmm. should still need to be careful even with regards to immunity or if they felt they had it before still mm-hmm. you gotta be careful yeah well, I uh, hard immunity is something that's really complicated, and the fact that that is not my field, but I feel like maybe it would, uh, you know, loosen the the lockdown restrictions if mm. they found that a larger percentage of a group of people already have it. It Probably. would loosen the restrictions. It would help, you know, to some extent, kickstart the economies, mm-hmm. especially you know, our African economies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I feel like it would also, you know, give us a bit more hope. Yeah, I, yeah, a sense of, um, like, like you mentioned, a sense of hope that 
mm. everything will be okay probably yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, but i don't think we have the resources to go testing for herd immunity right now <laughs> i no, don't think we, we can't, can do we, we can't <laughs> and uh anyway damn <laughs> Uh, when this there, is all over, there'll be very many stories. <laughs> there will be, there will be, but very uh, many interesting stories. As you talk, you were talking about leadership. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like there's a lot of elections that are supposed to happen this year or next year. And in in Uganda, we're supposed to have elections. Uh, presidential elections and mean and uh, parliamentary elections next year mm-hmm. but I do not know if that's going to happen again <laughs> I mean I you know what's going to happen I think leaders are g- making excuses with this um, Rona I think mm-hmm. they have in the beginning Russia they ha- they had to cancel oh, yeah. it. <laughs> because, so it's just an excuse to stay longer in power for mm-hmm. some it will be advantageous to some leaders, but I still, but I feel like we just need to concentrate on how to um, get rid of mm. this as soon as possible, so that we can move back to our normal lives. Um, mm. Hopefully, still election will be held next year, but I mean, what we need mm. to concentrate more on right now is how do we get rid of it this year and make sure it's gone for good. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, that is. That is true. <laughs> But uh, I don't foresee any elections happening. And uh, I feel like if a country comes out and says they're going to hold elections, like, for example, if Uganda came out and said they're going to hold elections next year, I would be extremely mad. Why? I don't think the economy cannot handle elections right now. I mean, already, as we talked, as we said the last time, over 10, over 5 million people will lose their jobs just because of this lockdown that has been going on for more than uh, 21 days. But so that- instead of instead of injecting all that money into campaigns and blah, 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 how about we use it to revive the economy? You know, I mean, personally, I would rather that maybe you give me that money and, you know, help if, if I'm an entrepreneur, you give me mm-hmm. that money and I try to, you know, boost my business, you know, give out like, um, uh, give out financial help to companies so that they can get back on their feet other than, you know, running around looking for votes. I mean, for me, this is how I feel like it's the rights of people to want a change in government and they mm-hmm. should not be denied such just because of a, um, there was a pandemic and we have financial situation. A situation right now like mm. people people want a change in government that can that have better plans for the nation they should mm. go ahead with the with the with the election with regards to campaigns and stuff that that is like i don't think that is that is coming from the government money that shouldn't come from government money that should come from parties money like the political parties well, the parties are the government <laughs> and, so. and the, 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 that that's that's why you need a change of government. Like if people are using government money for their own um, personal campaigns, then people have the right to want a change in government, and that should not be passed in any way. That's just how I feel. Mm, well, I, I I doubt it's going to happen either way. I've also been thinking about. I've been wondering whether mm-hmm. the election in the U.S. is going to take place in November. It will. That that clown needs to go. So. <laughs> I I'm think sure. he's coming back. <laughs> so I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure the Americans are ready right now. So he's going to come back. He's <laughs> <laughs> going to come back. Let's see, let's Definitely see. coming back. <laughs> well, that's something that the Americans need to decide, I guess. Mm, well, I really hope then when it's all when it's all said and done, we we as Africans, you know, and it's very crucial for us to think about our nations from now on, you know, because aid is definitely going to be cut. 
some jobs will definitely mm-hmm. be yeah. cut jobs yeah. that you know say maybe they've been funded by this by this um uh organization from this country those people lose their jobs mm-hmm. um it will take some time for imports to go up True. rather exports yeah. exports to to go up yeah yeah uh it's 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 really going to take time for us <laughs> to get back to on our economy mm. so i really hope our leaders will you know uh not just our leaders actually even us yeah you know even us wherever you are in the diaspora whether you you're in the motherland it's really really up to us to think critically of our next steps from now because i i don't know if the governments will even have capacities to bail us out <laughs> i mean um for me basically to sum everything up pandemic basically have um taught us a lot and we we as africans need to learn from it also the leaders and the government should learn from such um basically in the point that we need to prepare better for um such disasters that may happen and that may affect the economy and how do we revive the economy um mm-hmm. also how to take care of the people the citizens they are important um not just mm-hmm. uh, running running around um having elections while risking people's life and such so so we need to learn a lot from this um rona um i hope that um the world is watching i hope um africa is watching and plans are being held for the next generation of government mm-hmm. that want to be in so yeah that's that's basically how i sum everything up that was beautiful dan well for me <laughs> i just want to tell everyone out there that um you know remember to take a chance on yourself today today is as good as any day mm-hmm. to make that step to better your life yeah well until next time <laughs> peace and love thank you bye, bye. <laughs>